Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the Grit Fitness and Performance Podcast. I am your host, Chris Sanchez, co-owner of Grit Fitness and Performance, located in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. I co-own Grit with my business partner, Matt Emmons, who, unfortunately, will not be joining us for this first episode. So you're going to have to wait a few episodes for him to join us, for him to drop his wisdom, knowledge bombs, and... Um, some explicit language guaranteed. But, so for this first episode, all I wanted to do was keep it short and simple and just build a little bit of rapport and trust with listeners who perhaps are not familiar with who I am or grit, fitness, and performance. Um, just because there's, in the health and fitness industry right now, there's such an oversaturation of information because the the uh, barrier for entry into this field is so low that anyone with a internet connection and an opinion can put out their two cents. And it's, it's really making it difficult for people to decipher what information is credible, uh, what information will actually lead to the betterment of their lives. So I figured if you guys got to know me first, you can go ahead and decide for yourself if listening to future episodes is going to be um, a smart thing, and I think it will be, but who am I to judge? You know, that's why I'm doing this. So in order to get to know me better and how I got to where I am today, you need to go all the way back to fourth grade with me, um, back to when I was a little chubby kid. Um, I used to go home every day in fourth or fifth grade, and I would eat a big bowl of cookies and cream ice cream, and I didn't know any better. I was a stupid kid. And eventually it caught up to me and I started shopping at the Husky section for back to school clothings. And again, I'm a stupid little naive kid. I don't know what that means. I think, you know, Huskies are cool dogs. So I'm shopping in the cool dog section, you know, <laughs> like you're, I'm such, I was such a stupid little kid and it only got worse, you know, fifth and sixth grade, um, going to McDonald's and ordering two Big Macs, uh, in a, single meal and eating them no problem I mean like I was housing them like easily I remember one time we we went to McDonald's before a soccer game with my travel soccer team and I ordered two Big Macs and my assistant coach looked at me and he was like god damn like what is wrong with you he didn't say that but like his eyes his eyes said that for sure and I ate it and I probably played like shit that game I I can't remember um but you know, two Big Macs is not good fuel for adults, let alone kids about to play soccer. Anyway, getting off track. Um, it eventually got to the point where, you know, close friends would start to poke fun at me and I would kind of hear them whispering behind my back and I would hear some of the mean things they would say. And it didn't feel good, you know. Um, it would hurt my feelings. Family members would start to poke fun at me. I remember probably the worst thing that happened to me uh, I guess during the peak of my fluffiness was I was in my bedroom with my best friend at the time and my sister was at the mall and she called and I put it on speakerphone and she asked me in a very villain-like tone, like Heath Ledger, Joker style, what size bra I needed and then laughed like a maniac and hung up. And of course my best friend heard it and I actually had to fight back tears because it hurt that bad. Um, and you know, I didn't want my best friend to see me crying like a little bitch. 
at the time. So like I really had to suck it up, turn around. And um, I think that served as a catalyst to like kind of get me off the fat kid track, so to speak. Um, Side note, my sister and I have a great relationship right now. Please don't send her any hate mail. Um, So for that year, um, I remember, all right, something has to change. And I I remember um, looking at posters on my wall. I was a big, and still am, a big Philadelphia sports fan. And I saw a picture of Brian Dawkins flexing. And he looked super muscular. And he was screaming. And he looked like he could just kick ass and take names. And I was like, damn it, like, that's what I want. Like, I need, I need to do that. Something needs to change. So that year I asked my dad uh, for my birthday for some weights for the gym and he bought me a Smith machine, some free weights and I got after it. And by getting after it, I mean, just like any prepubescent boy would, you know, with access to free weights and no supervision, um, I trained chest and biceps like four days a week for three years straight. And of course I saw results cause it's, you know, I was a kid and it was new to me and I was training and you can do just about anything and see results with training. And, um, it, it eventually got to the point, you know, coming from being a fat kid and getting teased and whatnot that I became obsessive and I would train and run like almost every single day and my diet got really strict and I started eating, you know, what at the time I thought was healthy. Looking back on it, I wish I could just punch myself in the side of the head because it was not healthy. I was I was eating like lean pockets and blueberry muffins and I was such an idiot. Um, but anyway, what, what are you going to do? Hindsight's twenty twenty. But I became so obsessive with it that if I ever, you know, overate or ate anything that I thought at the time was unhealthy, I would I would immediately go outside and just binge on exercise and I would work until I thought I burned off whatever unhealthy or whatever excess calories that I had just consumed. And it basically led to the point where I was like, you know, a skinny little like Christian Bale in the machinist looking kid, um, sickly looking like, yeah, I had low body fat, but I weighed like a hundred pounds or something like that. I think I graduated high school at like one thirty. Um, and I thought I looked good cause I could see like cuts and striations, but I was such a string bean. Um, and looking back on it now, I realize clearly did not do things the way they should have been done. But the good news is, you know, throughout high school, I read more and learned more and watched videos. And, uh, I went to Rowan university and majored in health and exercise science. So you learn more about that graduated continued to watch webinars and attend conferences and, you know, read blogs and, you know, basically anything and everything that the top guys in the industry would put out, I would try to consume. And it, over time it did fix my relationship with training and food, um, to the point now where, you know, I, I can manage that. I can eat something crappy and not have to binge exercise, um, you know, right after that. But right out of college, I passed my 
CSCS. And if you're not familiar with that, it's a certified strength and conditioning specialist certification. And it basically just proves to other coaches that you're not an idiot. Uh, most of my clients have no idea what it even means or have any interest in what it means. It's basically four letters at the end of my name. Um, and it makes, it makes you feel good, you know, like you're a doctor, except you're not a doctor anywhere near. Um, but my first job out of college, uh, was working at velocity sports performance and it was good because you, you basically spent a lot of time working with, um, kids, 10 kids at a time, and it really honed in your communication skills. So when I eventually left velocity sports performance and moved on to lifetime, the big luxurious facility, kind of working more so with adults and kind of general population clients, my communication skills had improved drastically because once you can coach a bunch of, you know, not to sound like an a-hole, but once you can coach a bunch of stupid kids who have, you know, the attention span of a spoon to do a good squat, you can get an adult to do a squat, no problem. So that, that really helped me. And the good thing about working at Lifetime was that the network, uh, the networking opportunities were tremendous. I, I actually still keep in touch with a large majority of the people who I interacted with at Lifetime, and I still train a bunch of them uh, to this day. But eventually Lifetime became too much about sales and too much about revenue. Um, and I get it, it's a business, but it, it really, in my eyes, began to overshadow actually helping people. So after two years, I made uh, a very scary decision and I quit with really no job prospects lined up other than becoming an independent contractor and kind of working out of facilities um, by myself. And that's what I did for the next year and a half. And it was in that facility that um, I reconnected with Matt and you know we began to talk and put our heads together and we realized that we enjoy working with the same people we enjoy doing the same types of things we both have same training methodologies um and the method behind our madness was very similar and we you know we both came to the point where we're like listen like we can't be doing this for the rest of our lives we have to do something a little bit better establish something that we can kind of um build so you know our future is a little bit bit more set in stone. So we took a risk and we opened up grit. And I, I think what separates us from other fitness facilities, at least this is how Matt and I are going about things is, you know, the common trend right now in the health and fitness industry is that more is better, harder is better, more intensity is better. And if you train and you're drenched in sweat and you, you really can't walk at the end of the session, it was a good session. When in reality, uh, not a lot of people need that. In fact, most people need a less is more approach when it comes to fitness. And we wanted to kind of individualize our training because there's so much more that goes into getting clients results. Um, and it's not just training hard for an hour. There's, you know, so many aspects of sleep that can perform your health and your performance. There's a ton of aspects of stress management that can affect your health. Um, obviously, what you eat can affect your health and how you look. And then you can, you know, divide each of those categories into like 20 smaller subcategories. And each person might have to work on, you know, you know, a magnitude of different ones from each category. So, you know, fitness and, and overall health is not a one size approach fits all. So, 
you know, at Grit, we like to sit down with everyone for, you know, an initial consult and we'll talk about all these things, you know, like, are you sleeping good? Are you managing your stress? Does your stress affect your ability to work out the way you'd like to? Um, does your diet suck? Do you know how to eat the things that you should be eating? Like, can you adjust your fats and carbs to make you a little bit leaner? Are you eating enough protein? Are you training the way you should be? Like all of these things are going to help people get to where they want to get to but not all the places out there currently offer these things. So that's that's kind of what Matt and I are going for with every client that comes in our door. We kind of want to take a 360 degree approach to get you where you want to get. Everyone is a unique little snowflake. So giving them a cookie cutter program and approach to health is not going to get them where they want to get to. So that's kind of where Matt and I uh, are at with our approach to health and fitness. Um, but again, there's so much information out there. Um, you can literally spend hours on the internet Googling uh, fat loss tips and what's the best diet and you know how do I go about training. You can watch hours and hours and hours of video. So that's why I wanted to do this uh, episode just to build a little bit of trust and rapport. So hopefully when you look at our stuff in the future, you can at least appreciate where we've come from um, and, you know, get an insight to our background a little bit. So hopefully what we say carries a little bit more weight going forward. Um, but, you know, in the meantime, you guys just have to keep an, uh, an eye out for future episodes. We're actually going to dive into basically optimizing health um, for you as a human being, making you move better, feel better, look better and perform better, whatever that may mean to you. Um, so in the meantime, Stay safe. I know these are crazy times and, um, you know, just wash your hands and, you know, read a book and spend some time with the kids and watch some uh, Netflix. Uh, and uh, I will be seeing you uh, or I guess you'll be hearing me sometime in the future. So stay safe and I will talk to you guys in a bit.